This is the Power Breakfast Show podcast series. Podcast series. Remember, like, share, and subscribe. Power 102 Digital. Yeah. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Yeah. Yeah. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Everybody right now caught in the jostle for space in the race trying to keep up the pace by space ram cram everybody is a jam jamming 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 for a better life a better way of living in the meantime simple things we forgetting like how to say good morning morning neighbor morning After the hour is six o'clock. Thank you so much for being locked on the power. What is your digital? It is the program called the Power Breakfast Show. The studio is at 88 to 90 Abercrombie Street in Port of Spain, Trinidad, West Indies, Planet Earth. There's the Richard Friends, of course. We guys had a great evening. I wish you a fantastic day. All right. As we kick things off, let's take a look and see what's happening traffic-wise. I bet the road was very light this morning. Because you know you'd have you idiots that drive slow and right late night. I don't know. Common sense ain't all that common. Got a little builder from Trinity City towards Orange Grove. Yeah, going through Santa Rosa. A little build up there as well. Taking a look at Uriah Solo. A little bit by Chase Village. Towards Sugar Gornas. Yeah, and that's about it. That's about it. Traffic-wise, let's see who send us hellos first thing this morning. Let's see. Uh-huh. Two days in a row. Today being Tuesday, the 26th day of July. One week from today, we'll be... Um, yeah, the second, really. July, we come and gone. So Ray Ray out in West Palm Beach, Florida. Good morning to you, Ray Ray. First off the gate this morning. Followed by Trev Trev in Arima. Morning to you, Trev Trev. Coming in third. We got Kenny. He says good morning to the PBS. Let me just remind you, Steve, Karen for Prime Minister. Look how Wendell going to flip. <laughs> DX, thank you, Father, for another day. Godzilla and Valencia, good morning. Ms. Maloney Dudu, what's going on? Maria Marvel, Oliver Man Warren, Salim Abdullah, Locked On, 
says, I am grateful for relief from the brutal heat. Yeah, I bet you are. Uh, CJ in New York, what's going on? Morgan and Aruka, good morning. Rina Budu Jennings, good morning, neighbor. Carol Four, Carol Four. Okay, good morning, guys. And Sankofa rounding us off. Good morning to you as well. All right. See you. Look at some temps across our planet. Yeah, London nice and cool at 18 degrees. Atlanta is 24. New York, you're at 23 and sunny. Not bad. Orlando, 26. Miami, 28. Toronto, you're at 15. Way, of course, Caribana. Yeah, Toronto Carnival is on this weekend. And Crown Point, Tobago, you're at 23. And in Port of Spain, Trinidad, you're at 24. All right. Let me bring the guys in. Let me say good morning to Paul Richard. Wagwan, Wagwan. Very energetic this morning. Good morning, Steve. I got a good sleep. Clearly. <clears throat> yeah. Good sleep. Woke good up morning, early, Trinidad did all my chores, and realized I was ahead in time. I said, well, that haven't happened a you, long you time. You teach that to some of your colleagues. Uh, I wear a watch. Being on time. Yeah, I wear a watch. The other, I'm not you, but the other two don't wear watches. So they have no idea of time. Well, that's unfair, When That is quite fastidious when it comes to time. Well, he's a man that doesn't sleep. This I, is true. I told, I told him what to do, but... Doesn't take me on. Well, I think Wendell's sleep issues are much more deep-rooted. Yeah, well, I, I had some sleep issues in the past, and I rectified that. I sought help. And yours were, yours were physical in nature, Wendell. Wendell's maybe no, a I, bit. Man, let me tell you, I used to toss and turn and toss and turn and toss and turn. And then I did the sleep test and realized that um, I was up most of the time, and my heart had stopped beating, and it was bad. It what was heart? really Listen, What heart? Let me go back to our conversation yesterday. I don't have time for this, you know. <laughs> oh, you had a heart installed? Okay. Yeah, I have I uh, had a heart installed last couple of years. It's working well, I think. My cholesterol must be a bit over the chart, but yeah. Yeah, so I, hmm. I saw that help, and since I have that sleep apnea machine, I once I go to bed, I don't wake up at all until my alarm goes off, both of them. That's very good. So, yeah, it's, that was a rough time. Wow. I never had sleep problems, not good. Never. Yeah, I never had sleep problems in the last couple of years. In the last three years, I toss and turn and, you know, snow, and it was bad. It was bad. What are you doing differently? Or what are you not doing anymore? <laughs> no, I, well, I got the sleep apnea machine, so I use that to sleep with now. And um, and yeah, that that works like a charm. It took me six months to put that thing on my head. Six months, because I'm a chap that I can't sleep with jewelry on. Um, Neither can I. Yeah, I can't sleep with jewelry on at all. Even a t-shirt, a round neck t-shirt, I can't sleep. Must be a V-neck. So. Time I go and I put this machine on, I got accustomed to it. And now my body knows that once that gone, it's time to sleep. No kidding, Paul. Within one minute, unless I'm out like a light, you know. 
But it's not your track record, the one minute. No, this is Steve you're talking to, not Wendell. This okay, is, this right. is Steve Can Anthony, my middle name, Steve Anthony Can. Just, just let him not make it quite clear. So, how are you going, pal? Went for a run this morning? S A K. S A K. You didn't go no, for a no run, run this morning? morning. I, I walked last night. Oh, you did last night? Okay. The days are beginning to get shorter, Paul. Yes, that is true. I'm feeling it. <clears throat> yeah, I, I realized that this when I came out, you know, like in June, July, it was, you came out and it was bright, bright, bright. Now, ooh, okay, getting a little darker. So, Christmas is around the corner. I'm just saying, when that happens. Let's get through the so-called summer vacation. So-called summer vacation. Have a, a little over a month again. A little over a month. Of course, yesterday there were protests in North Trinidad, protests in South Trinidad. At one point, I was beginning to think this was orchestrated, you know, just they were popping up too often. Yeah, I just... I'm still not convinced it wasn't, but I understand some of the ones in North Trinidad were as a result of some police-involved shooting. Yes. Yes, I gather that. So... I, I don't know, boy. So the police were kept quite busy yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Trying to deal with these um situations. Yeah, because um, I called the acting commissioner, Jacobs, yesterday. Remember, we we had that convo. And I didn't get him, and he, he called me back. And we spoke for about, whew, about half an hour we spoke on the phone. He had some time on his hands to speak to you that long? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, no, we were talking other stuff and police stuff. And he said his head hot and... These protests, you know, and you saying, you it's know, we apparently the, the protests in North Blanchishes and Maraval, there's one in, in Hayland Park and Maraval, mm-hmm. winning the Brainy Road was as a result of the police involved killing us, Meshach Gibson. Mm-hmm. Uh, his relatives, friends, and neighbors claim Gibson was killed by officers, while officers involved say Gibson was another, and another man shot at them and they returned fire. Again, body cams. Body cams. That's what I will say. But then we're going to go on the conversation again. Body cams and the, 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 the lack of an understanding or the, the complete resistance by the TTPS in these kinds of situations of what body cams can bring to this, the table is astounding to me. But I guess they know why they don't want no body cam. You know, these things have been out for decades and decades, and we know, I don't know. We need, we need to be on top of the game. Well, there are clearly other factors involved with the body cam issue that we are not aware of or we are not privy to. I suspect it's because they just don't want to. The senior officers in particular don't want it because if the senior officers tell the junior officers, you have to wear body cam, it's part of procedure now. They have no choice. Yeah. But it's not happening. Remember months ago, the commissioner, where we'll have him on tomorrow, I guess. Mm-hmm. He's on tomorrow. On the, on the progress in terms of body cams. And, of course, the investigations into the uh, shootings of the Beatham three young men, including one teenager. Mm-hmm. And uh, the police service uh, is launching a documentary tomorrow, mm-hmm. which tells their side of the story in terms of the 1990 coup. Uh, tomorrow, July 27th, will be 32 years since the 32. coup occurred in 1990. 32. I remember where I was when that happened. 
Yeah, and they they did a really really good documentary. I had I had the opportunity to look at the the early rushes of it. Oh, did and you? Give them okay. some feedback. It's very very well done, and and they're launching it tomorrow at Queens Hall. So, um, that's how I know about it. Mm-hmm. So the commissioner can talk about that as. I mean, it's it. When you the, the reason that they're doing it is because there's so many different exposés on the coup from yeah. the army, from the members of the media, and the dance before we did a book. Several people gave their versions, but the police who were directly involved, and I think officers died also, have yeah, never yeah. given their full version. So I think this is a really uh, commendable move on behalf of the police service, and you'll see and hear stuff that you never knew. That's what I'll tell you. I think after the, the, the launch tomorrow at Queen's Hall, they plan to air it on TTT. Um, so the public can get a sense of what happened. I think it's important that we document uh, that dark Dino Huntry's history. Mm-hmm. You know, 32 years ago. 32. I see the new leader of the Jamaatan Muslim is saying that they're not focusing on uh, politics tomorrow, but they're focusing on religious and religious and spiritual issues, and we'll be praying tomorrow. So, who's the new who's leader? The, I, of the I, I forget the name, but I read it yesterday in the newspaper. Um, he is the one. He is the person who was, I think, elected to be leader of the Jamaat after Yasin Abubakar died, mm-hmm. just after his 80th birthday. I think mm-hmm. is it last year? Last year. It last year. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, so July 27th is tomorrow, 32 years since the coup. The first terrorist attack in the Western Hemisphere. Or the first major terrorist attack in the Western Hemisphere. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we realize that. And um, there are a lot of lessons that we learned from that. A lot of lessons. I remember, as I always say, working at NBS Radio at the time and being shuttled from the police traffic branch, which was down opposite where the market is now, the central market is. Yes. Uh, by bus ducking down in the bus accompanied by police and army uh, going into NBS and having to work 24 hour shifts because NBS stayed on the air TBC mm-hmm. was knocked off the air yeah. and TTT was overrun by Muslim agents Muslim, yeah. so and the, the stories about the people who just were grabbing for attention and I could call some names of people you wouldn't believe how they were acting because of course we were manning the control room at the studios. So we were hearing the communications between these individuals and Camp Ogden, mm-hmm. including the political executive at the time. And is it Major Brown? I think it's Major Ralph Brown. And those who were in charge of the TC Defense Force. So, I mean, it was, it was all being taped. And it is in, on tape somewhere in NBS. I think some of it has been digitized. Because we heard it all just sitting down there. So when that happened on Friday, when did you leave that broadcast house? I was, well, the interesting thing is I usually operated for a show called Program One at six o'clock. It's a countdown on, on 100 FM. Mm-hmm. And that's the first time in four years we had, not re- we had recorded the show, ironically. And we recorded the show and I was leaving. I had left already. And got home, and then I started it. My, my nephew's father, who was a p- police officer, called and asked where he was as early as three in the afternoon. And I said he was at the football game. And he said, Well, right, call him. Well, go on, get word to him because they were no cell phones in abundance at that time. 
and tell him to, to go home now. So, I don't know if we got, I think we, we, we got word to him to get home. Which means that the police had inclinations that something serious happening as early as 3 o'clock. And then the, the thing I think started happening just after 4 in Parliament. And uh, um, remember if there was a football game, if the, the football game was called off and people sent home. And uh, I was called out by the Sunday. So we went out, I, I went out the Sunday, I think, then I went out the Tuesday, and then I went out the Thursday. So you went, like, you went in, like, in the morning, and you stayed 24 hours, and then you got a day off, and then you went back in for another 24. Wow. It was so bad that the police who were manning the NBS building, because they, they threw a Molotov cocktail in the building, eh? And Studio C, which was on the first floor, which had just been repaired, uh, refurbished with a big board, a lovely board sustained some damage so the police came and they manned downstairs and they manned upstairs on the third floor the fourth floor and there was a bathroom with some glass i remember to the north of the building northeast of the building and the security said don't use that bathroom because they are snipers and they will if they see a shadow they will shoot at you yeah and even going down on the bus on one occasion didn't happen with my bus but some of our colleagues were shot at on the bus so they had to keep their heads very low and then the bus pulled up in front of the building and you had to run with your bag and your head low from the bus into the building because there were snipers all around. It was terrible. It was really terrible. And wow. the looting and the burning of Port of Spain and all of that kind of, kind of stuff. It was quite. We I remember on one occasion I always tell the story while in traffic branch waiting to come down by the bus, the Muslimin ran down the back of the train and opened fire. I just seen packs, 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 packs dive on their desk I have some cool stories to tell you though. wow I wasn't living yeah. here at the time it's quite quite a harrowing experience but I then, did when I my friend in New York had called me and then I called my parents and my parents are going what are you talking about they had no clue and then well, uh, while I was talking to them it was just before seven and then um, she put on the television mom put on the television in the kitchen and then she saw it and said, oh my God, and she panicked and this and that. And Morning, Ragabasing. Ragabasing. Good morning, guys. Um, good morning, Trinidad and Tobago. Good morning to our listeners, wherever you are. Is it that you were talking about um, July 27th? Yeah. Because yeah. okay, I think the police have done a documentary that will be launched tomorrow officially at Queen's Hall. So we're going to have the commission on in the morning and we're talking about that and, of course, other law enforcement issues. Okay, well, obviously, um, Trinidad was a little hot yesterday in, yeah. terms, in terms of um, the amount of protests. In fact, yep. it's, sub- it's the subject of one of the dailies this morning, at least. Apparently, there were fiery protests in Marva, Maracas, La Filet, Blanchichez, Maruga, Barapo. Mm-hmm. And when there are that many widespread pro- protests, I just tend to think it's orchestrated, it's not organic. The men pull up P-Rog in the road. <laughs> what were people protesting for, though? Different things in different areas. Conditions of roads in Marival. It was the shooting of the police-involved killing of a young man. Mm-hmm. Uh, in in other areas in South was, was the conditions of the roads and general conditions. And so there were varied, um, there were varied reasons. Oh, okay. But I always think that when there's that kind of 
I mean, all on one day on a Monday too. You understand? Sorry, I do believe in coincidence generally. So, I think at some level, some of it may have been coordinated. By whom? Your guess is as good as mine. Mm. And if Wendell, if Wendell was here, he'd have an idea to suggest who. Why would Wendell have an idea? Because Wendell always has those kinds of insightful ideas. He's quite insightful, you know. Okay. I'm seeing also <laughs> that yesterday was 33.7 degrees. I don't know why that's news, though, because we've been hotter than that. Yeah, we've been easily hotter than that. Well, it was the hottest day recorded at Piaco. I'm sure we've, yeah, we've been hot. We, we've gotten this over 35 already. So oh, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know why that is news. My car said 36 yesterday. It was like, whoa. Yeah, so Diane, unused to me. Yeah. Yeah, so. I, I don't know. So the protests were quelled by police. Uh, I saw uh, a friend of mine who lives in Maraval said that the cable and telecom services were knocked out, but they were restored within hours. Okay. Which is good news. I saw ditches held trucks up there um, repairing the, the wires which were burnt. And interesting. I mean, where does get all these old fridge and old things to pull in the room? I don't know, boy. There must be a store. Yeah, store them out and wait, them, wait for when they protest out. I'm not I just waiting on somebody's yard and they just never dispose of it and say, hey, we can get this out of the yard today. That's all that is. I don't know. I don't know. I don't but know what they put. Because nobody ain't putting their new fridge out on the road. I, I don't know what the protests solve. I mean, I guess it's a show of this disapproval, and then what? Well, it's the. But remember those kind of protests, whether it be burning tires or burning debris, brings attention to whatever issue. Unfortunately, it's a kind of go-to historical way of bringing attention to your issue. Okay, and then what? Well, you bring attention to the issue, and hopefully the issue. Sometimes the issues gets resolved. Mm-hmm. That's true. Sometimes it does. Okay. Sometimes they do work in in getting whatever done. But when it comes to things like road and infrastructure and stuff like that. You really have to peel back and look at the regional corporations because if somebody is protesting and burning tires because the roads are bad, and some roads are beyond bad, they're horrific. They're not even roads anymore. No, they're yeah, not. They are horrific. Um, you have to look to the regional corporation because those roads most probably don't come under the Ministry of Works. And you have to wonder why the Ministry of Works. I don't know. This country is in such a state of disrepair. Yeah, it's incredible. It's I, incredible. I, I mean, I look at roads in Arima, and, and Arima, of course, is a major town. This is not, um, you know... It's not a village. It's a major a town. Mm-hmm. It's a major town. And there are roads, including the road on which I live, where I can see potholes and stuff. And I'm in central Arima. And I, always, and I'm, and I could see drivers, you know, avoiding it. Um, as it gets more and more worse, it, it's not to the point of horrible yet. But I can see it getting worse, and I'm looking at it, and I'm saying, hmm, 
should I call the Arima Borough Council and say, um, you all know that you should do some patching on X Street? Or Arima Borough Council workers who pass there every day, why aren't you seeing that the road needs some level of repair? And I'm watching, now I've done this before and said, look, X needs patching and whatever. I've done that before. And But Arima Borough Council workers, including councillors, will pass on that street every day. Yeah. And it doesn't register in your brain, hey, we need to do some repair work. Well, as I told Steve yesterday, I'm starting a, a, a blog on Facebook called The Port of Spain Pothole Picture Project. The Port mm-hmm. of Spain Pothole Picture Project. Yeah, plenty of pictures. Yeah, plenty of pictures. Because this week, and people will be invited to post pictures of potholes in Port of Spain until they fix them. Look, look by the cathedral. I well, I there. don't know. I passed there this morning. I, I have stopped passing there because those potholes by the cathedral, by George Street, or whatever street it is, it was just causing too much traffic jam. You know what they did? They put gravel over the potholes, made it worse. I don't know what's the point of I filling don't. in potholes with gravel without paving it properly. Because it's just going to last a week with the, with the, with the if aggregate so in it. If and so then it'll be all over the place and it'll be more of a nuisance because these pebble, the pebbles and the small stones go flap and bust the windscreen. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm getting the, and I'm starting the port of Spain pothole itches project because apparently this, the, 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 the authorities don't realize the pothole is there. They have some other route they take that we don't know about. I'll just troops. Today is to bring bring the potholes in Port of Spain through pictures to their attention. Because it's just disgusting now, I'm sorry. It's just it's just absolutely unacceptable and disgusting. It's unacceptable. And it's not one or two, and you know, it's like we had expect this is well, I'm told that's how we live, so take that. It's like everybody's supposed to have a Range Rover to navigate Pothole in Port of Spain now or other areas. And I just don't understand how the authorities, whether it's the Ministry of Works or the Port of Spain City Corporation, could have allowed Port of Spain to get into such a state of derelict. And we had a year and a half of lockdown when one would imagine, because of the reduced commuting into Port of Spain, you oh, let's take the opportunity to pave somebody's roads when people come back out that forward thinking oh my better. goodness uh, no no that's too mm. far thinking but i guess the workers had to be locked down too but they were under um essential services so they could have put them on the essential services to pick to, to to fix the place mm-hmm. or fix the promenade or do some repair works while they had the opportunity with the body promenade lock off but no nothing trying to be we don't think so as richard said yesterday and as i i have said in the past that good enough for all you. What do you want again? Mm-hmm. Yep. There is like a default position of plenty of the leadership in, in many of those agencies that seems to echo that in their in, in psychologically. That and right now, it has somebody out there thinking, oh, he always quarreling as if everything bad, eh? We always quarreling. He always blaming the government for something. And mm-hmm. no, I'm, not blaming, I'm blaming the state of Trinidad and whoever is in power. Because somebody right now thinking, you always bad talking the country. You always quarreling. Because what, it ain't so bad. 
Yeah, no, but Port of is terrible. And it's a capital city. It's something you should be proud of. But well, yet, it, it, it ain't nothing be. to be proud of right now. Yeah, but but you have several press releases that coming out from time to time or reckon going and start back because like that's an achievement. It's not an achievement, Mayor Martinez, having a press release saying wrecking is coming coming back and being excited about it. If that's what you're excited about, you're in the wrong position. All of the things that go on in Port of Spain, bringing back wrecking is not a priority to the people who traverse the streets of Port of Spain every day. And I'm that's surprised. Not the, that's not the big number one issue for us. Yeah, I'm being told I'm, there's a serious bitumen issue as well in the country. Shipping issues also affected this. The land of the pitch lake, right? And I'm surprised. You know, I really don't want to hear nothing about no logistics about bitumen. You know, take that and pack it up. Because the issue of roads is not new. I'm so surprised blood pressure this morning. The that issue the of roads ain't nothing new in this country. I'm surprised the business community in, this, in Port of Spain have not been a lot more vocal about the condition of Port of Spain. Because the condition of Port of Spain directly affects people feeling they come into Port of Spain and patronize those businesses. Yeah. Because nobody who do live in Port of Spain don't feel they come into Port of Spain as they have to. Unless you absolutely have to. Because yeah. it's just not an attractive place to walk through anymore. No, it's not. Nope. Remember, long time we used to be excited, Mommy Carmen, Paul Spain. Attractive and safe. As a, as a young street. person, you want to go into yeah. Paul Spain. Oh, just don't street. And they used to have all of these people that used to be doing windows. Yeah. There almost used to be a competition between window dressers. Because mm-hmm. there was they were commuters, but now, I mean, we no, going to Paul Spain. In your window, in your window. In addition to the, the derelict state, it's saying you might get robbed on the street. Yeah. And, or, or get attacked by a vagrant. So, it, I mean, I, I'm surprised the business community who have so much at stake, so much invested, have not been more vocal in demanding the upgrade of Port of Spain. Because I'm sure they've seen it in, in, in the re- reduction in their business as part one of the factors. I suppose they probably will say they have and they are just fed up at this point and they have, they have not coming and, of it, so they just and consistently lobbied about it and it has fallen on their fears. But reckon coming back. Yeah, they, yeah. They, ego, they love that wrecking thing, eh? Yeah, yeah. They pose with the wrecker. Mm-hmm. I just see Martinez pose up with the wrecker. Yeah. Yeah, he he likes to pose with celebrities. He pose yeah, on the wrecker. He put on his jacket for that. He, he's celebrities, such, he likes celebrities. He is such a failure. It's a shame. Well, I think he's in the running for probably the worst mayor in Port of Spain. I'm sorry. I'll say it plainly. Mayor Martinez is a pure. I've never seen such an failure. ineffective mayor. He is a failure. But but turn up for pictures, he did. He have the he have blazers on on standby. Pull up to a Joe's line. He's there. What he can say, he he's achieved since being mayor, and this is his second team. I really don't know what he can say. He's been he's achieved as mayor of Port of Spain. What have you achieved? What? You put up something in Charlotte Street that for for, for to call it Chinatown. That is it. For yeah, one community. And, and it's really Chinatown. And they in the road. Yes. They are pricing the road. Yes. 
somebody put a bright idea to put the uprights in the road. Mm. Or, leak, or leaking into the road anyway. Why you fix for the spin? Oh god, that's the capital. It's the capital of the country. Aesthetics of cities, towns, and villages are not important. Not important to the people who we elect for local government. Look at the island right outside Aesthetics. Central Bank on Rising Road. Look at that little island. It's overgrown with bush. In yeah, front of Central Bank. Are not an important value system that is within the the local government officials that we elect. I'm, I'm glad you that's said. The, I'm glad the, you specified local government officials because, because aesthetics because were important. Because we fixed most of the magnificent seven. We fixed President's House. We fixed the Red House, which means to the state heritage and um, preservation is important at that level. But trickling down to the local government level, particularly the Port of Spain City Corporation. I don't know if people in San Fernando experience the same issues. Maybe they could call and tell us. But Port of Spain is in a state of disrepair. Look at Lady Young Lookout. No, but Steve, I passed there. I was to say I'm glad you mentioned that. I always Some, look, talk about Lady Young Lookout. Yeah, but, but when last have you passed? Somebody clean it up. I passed Sunday. I passed there Saturday. And somebody clean it up somewhat. There was some work done. Let's be fair. And I was supposed to mention it, but I forgot. Somebody did some work on the Lady Young Lookout. Because it's a lot cleaner and a lot more organized. It's, it, I think the, the, the barricades around it have been painted. Of course, somebody painted graffiti and, and two, three of them. But there has been some work done on the Lady Young Lookout. So let's be fair. Well, we need a lot of work to be done. People go so there, tourists I passed go there. there. I, looked and I, was, I was pleasantly surprised. Cruise ships are passed. beginning to come back. People want to go to Lady Young Lookout to look over the city. So I guess we, 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 we're talking over the last year, make some difference in Lady Young Lookout. Well, they, they do a little thing. I didn't go in. I just passed outside. I don't know. When I leave here, I'll pass there and take a look. Yeah. It's somebody yeah, did some work. They need to... I don't know. But but that is not the hard of Port of Spain. It's not the hard. I don't know. Port of Spain is just... Ugh. It's really bad. It's, it's I mean... And, and the, the, and the, the homelessness. No, they say the vagrancy. Say what it is, Steve. The vagrancy. Right there in front of RBC. Standstill traffic. You know why? Poor lady. Clearly she's homeless. And she's walking one foot in front of the other. Not even looking at the traffic. Yeah? She just continues to walk. So everybody stop. Well, if it's, it's the, the defecation, the, the showers in the, in, the, in the drain, it's the people by the bank, it's the, it's the human, the humanity or the inhumanity of it, where people have to live in that, in that condition is my concern also. So aesthetics is one part of it, but the, 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 the treatment of these people who are, for whatever reason, yeah. some is drugs, some is mental illness, some is um, whatever else, but we don't, we're, not, we're not treating... No, we not any level of humanity. The people no, who are not. who have found themselves in this in this situation, it's like, and and I keep more and more all the time. And the answer is not a car park converted into a homeless shelter. Yeah, that's but not look, the answer. Look, when we had a tropical storm warning, a gentleman said he was not going to a shelter. 
because he'll be robbed. And most of the people there are doing drugs. So he stayed on the streets. That's the reality of the homeless shelters. Very depressing me this morning. You know, I got a dog to say, you know what we will do for August? Please remind me. You know, you always don't remind me about these things. That's every day for August. Counting down to independence. Find one thing we're happy about in Trinidad and Tobago. All right. All right. Write it on the board. Write it on a piece of paper and stick it on the board. I will. Remember. I will. Every day for the month of August, counting down to independence, we're going we're gonna to talk about one thing that we're happy and proud about in Trinidad and mm-hmm. Tobago. Because if you take on the... the, the, the Things that are not happening properly, we will go mad. You will go mad. Mm-hmm. All right, Steve, stop it now. Okay, oh, we get it. Okay, it's so corny. Oh gosh. Okay, I done. You can go ahead now. Google is honoring the national instrument steel pan by highlighting today as Google Google Doodle Day. The doodle was illustrated by TAT-based artist Nicholas Huggins. It's really nice. uh, So so the the icon on Google's, when you go to Google today, Mm -hmm. you will see the steel pan. I wonder why they chose today. This is Google. I just clicked on Google. And that helps and us how Steve is radio though. They have a whole plain audio. They're making the steel pan. Tuning it. Minute nine, it's very nice. Check it out. Nice piece of pan too. Get so that's good news. That is great news. But I wonder why they chose today. So, but I, you know, sorry, all about the shows today. Um, no clue. Let's find out. Uncle Bassing is still there? Oh, yeah, yeah. You got distracted there. I was just looking at this article with this uh, Trini woman who's offering US 33,000 for info on a missing Jamaican. So, a TNT national living in the US is offering a reward of 33,000 US for information related to the disappearance of Jamaican social media influencer Donald Lee Donaldson. Sophia Ruffin, 38, the mother of a five-year-old girl, said Donaldson's case appealed to her in intimately since the news broke on July 13, the day she was reported missing by her mother, Sophia Love. She's offering Jamaican $5 million, which is US 33,000 roughly, 
to anyone who can help locate Donna Lee or provide information regarding her disappearance. Somebody knows something. When you put up a reward, money talks, somebody is going to come forward and say something. Not crazy. I mean, well, it's not in Trinidad, of course, it's in Jamaica. Yeah. Yeah, money talks. You're right. Yeah. Google so, is Skinner, celebrating. Skinner, good news, Skinner Park is to be open by November. I've been watching that Skinner Park thing and I couldn't understand what the hell are they doing because sometimes I'm in South and I'm looking at, and I, sometimes I'm close to Skinner Park and I'm like, what are they doing? Is, when is this going to finish? And apparently somebody raised objection. I think there was a letter to the editor yesterday about the whole Skinner Park and why is Skinner Park an indefinite um, project that seems to have no end. So after being closed since 2019, Skinner Park has been closed there. The renovation wow. works are nearing completion and the park should be reopened by the end of the year. This was revealed by San Fernando Mayor <clears throat> uh, Junior Regrello and San Fernando West MP Faris Al-Rawi over the weekend. Mm. I'm happy to say um, Skinner Park should be ready by October. We were set back by the COVID lockdown. All those issues, including the shortages of materials, as you know, ships were not in the sea, hardware were not getting material, and all that slowed down the progress. Now we are being challenged by inclement weather. He said the project is 70 to 80% complete, so that by November the park should be ready for use. Meanwhile, Al-Rawi said a second project is also being considered. This involves the secondary grounds. We want to set up car parking and we hope to engage in consultation. The bridge that has been erected from Embakadir to Ramsaran Street um, and Ramsaran Street and imagine that stretching to the food strip and becoming a nighttime attraction with parking across the road. The beginning of the waterfront starts here, Al-Rawi said. Well, I know, by the, I know about that cross-crossing um, food. Uh, you could call it a food avenue, I guess, because it's a stretch of food vans and food trucks. Um, but all my that's a question. Go ahead. Who was Skinner? I'm not so sure. Yeah, it just kind of dawned on me. Who was Skinner? Why was it called Skinner's Park? There must be a reason. Somebody named Skinner. That why they call it Skinner's Park or Skinner yeah. Park. So if somebody knows who Skinner was, please let us know so we get a bit of our history. Like saying Skinner was some plantation and didn't want to change the name of that to change it to Marshall Montano Park. <laughs> you know, always going in the country. Like saying Skinner was some plantation and that they do like. Anyway, you have papers rock busting? Yes, I do. Right. I'll think of a question in the meantime. Um, be- before I get into papers, Rich, let me just um, let folks know to answer Paul's question. Google is celebrating the steel pan today, July 26th, uh, because on this day in 1951, the Trinidad All Steel Pan Percussion Orchestra performed at the Festival of Britain. So that was that is why. All right. Now you go to the headlines, Richard. 
So the Trinidad Tobago News Day for today, and just in case you didn't know, today is Tuesday, July 26th, 2022. Anger over bad roads. That's one of the headlines. And Barakpo Anger, the pictures of a man with a walker, Gadraj Mirage, walks near burning tires, which along with several boulders were strewn across Gunnestrace Barakpo on Monday as residents staged a protest over dilapidated road conditions they've had to contend with for years. Cops, crime boss, anger at police-involved killing, protest order from prison. So that's one. Um, that's the front page of the Newsday. On the back page of the Newsday, West Indies Vice Captain disappointed despite sentry, hope not pleased. Um, and was I'm proud of Team TT's World Champs campaign. So that's the front and the back page of the Newsday. I'll move straight along to the Trinidad and Tobago Guardian for today. And on the front page, North Coast Fury protest over police killing of Lafayette resident. CCTV footage conflicts official report on incident. An army called out to help maintain order. Um, a screen grab from a video shows a resident engulfed in flames after setting fire to an old boat and debris during a protest along the North Coast Road in Maracas yesterday, residents were protesting the recent police killing of Meshash Gibson. And there is a picture of him in set. Man gets, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that name correctly, but anyway, man gets death penalty for stepson's murder and to escape death as house collapses in Claxton Bay. All of that is on the front page of the Trinidad and Tobago Guardian today. And on the back page, TNT relay men disadvantaged. Richards upset with official error in 4x400 meter final. And West Indies captain and left-handed Nicholas Puran scored 74 runs from 77 deliveries, which helped the Caribbean side to a total of 311 for six. In the second one day international against India, the Queen's Park Oval. And that's it for the front and back of the TNT Guardian. And now I'll do the Daily Express for today. Our main headline Heat in the Place. Dissatisfied residents stage fiery protests in Maraval, Maracas Bay, La Filette, Blanchichez, Maruga, Barakpur. Couple guilty of killing baby. And the main picture is that of fiery protests. And on the back page of the Daily Express, genuine support needed. Jareem Keen to end the TNT medal drought. And there is a picture of the Trinidad and Tobago 4x4 quartet um, of Kashif King, um, Asa Guevara, Dwight St. Hilaire, and Jareem Richards on the track after heat in the 4x400-meter relay at the World Athletics Championship in Eugene, Oregon, in the USA on Saturday. So there's a picture of the four. Well, yeah, it's the four of them. And that's it for the Daily Express today. All right. that's That's it for our three dailies. All right. So let me give you the results of our poll from yesterday. Ah, uh, the results are in. Our poll yesterday, 
Are you concerned about monkeypox becoming the next pandemic? That was our poll yesterday. Results after this. Do you need to get work done on your vehicle? Look no further than the Auto Champions. Champlay Auto Services. From vehicle inspection to shutdown service, they do it all. Champlay Auto Services. Great mechanics and technicians. Exceptional customer service with accessories galore. Champlay Auto Services is your one-stop shop. They are your auto champions. You name it, they can fix it. Champlay Auto Services. Eastern Main Road, opposite Carib. Call 662-6545. And like us on Facebook. Champlay Auto Services. We do it all. Alrighty, once again, are you concerned about monkeypox becoming the next pandemic? 52%, 52 said no. Alright, and a bit of a trivia for you, Richie Rich uh, um, and Paul, regarding, thank you, DX. Um, Madeline Sugar Factory, the said parcel of land was formerly referred to as Usen Park, but was renamed Skinner's Park after Gilbert Chancery Skinner, the manager of the Usen St. Madeline, who made the offer of past of land to then Borough Council of San Fernando. There you go. All right, let's get into it, this morning's after, Thank you, it DX. After, it was named after Gilbert Skinner. Yeah, Gilbert Chancery Skinner. Yeah. So, yeah, and using means sugar factory. When so when using you say using, say yeah. not in sugar factory, <coughs> using is actually it actually means sugar factory. Yeah. All right, let's get into this morning's poll. So our poll this morning is connected to um, how many Trinidadians and the Begonians protest. So, do you think protests, including burning of debris and marches, are effective in addressing issues? In Trinidad and Tobago. Mm-hmm. So basically, we're asking you do you think when people protest, like when they burn tires, etc., or if they march, do you think it's effective in addressing issues in Trinidad and Tobago? That's our poll this morning. Do you think protests, including burning of debris and marches, are effective in addressing issues in Trinidad and Tobago. Yes or no? Um, of course, you can start to vote at this point. 222-TALK, 222-8255, 612-8255. North Americans, you may also weigh in. Toll free at 866-525-1099. Yeah. And of course, people on the web or the app, you can use the messaging portal on those respective platforms to send your vote yes or no. Right. Do you think protests, including burning debris and marches, are effective in addressing issues in Trinidad and Tobago? That's our poll this morning. Yep. All right. 222-8255-612-8255. Toll free. North Americans. I did say toll free. 866-525-1099. All right. Uh, GV out in Trinity, absolutely no. Ish out in Malik, unfortunately, yes. Junior, good morning, guys, no. Moneymaker says yes. All right, send us a message, yes or no, on our app or on our website at power102fm.com. Sangi Grandi, good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. My answer is yes. Your answer is yes. All right, thank you. 
Yeah. All right. Let's see. Renu Halasi also says yes. All right. So 222-8255-612-8255. Toll free North Americans. 866-525-1099. So do you think protests including burning of debris and marches, are effective in addressing issues mm -hmm. in Trinidad and Tobago. That's our poll this morning. What do you think? All right. Do you think burning tires and stuff gives results? Or are they just illegal, breaking the law, and a nuisance? So, what do you think, listeners? That's what we want to know. Mm -hmm. Do you think protests, including burning of debris and marches, are effective in addressing issues in Trinidad and Tobago? Good morning, caller. This morning. Steve, good morning. Dinsley, uh, unfortunately, yes, it's the only thing that works. All right, Dinsley, thank you so much. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Kuna Pear. Good morning, caller. Morning, Montrose. No. All right, Montrose. Thank you so much. Um, Long Islander says yes. Central Animal Lover. Good morning, guys. Hell no to the pole. All right. Lorna. Good morning, Lorna. Good morning, Indy. Hi, Steve. Unfortunately, yes. Ken E. A huge yes from me. Thank you, Ken E. Darren, sadly, yes. Good morning, caller. Grand, Grandy, yes. All right, thank you, Grandy. Wayne, out in Simcoe, Ontario, Canada, getting ready for Caribana this weekend, says no. All right, thank you so much, Wayne. Um, of course, send us a message like Wayne and Lorna and Central Animal Lover and so on via our app or our website. All right? Just have to look for our message. Um, and you'll be able to get in. Do you think protests, including lighting fires and marching, are effective in addressing issues in Trinidad and Tobago? Simple poll. Yes or no? Of course, we like to hear where you're calling from, so you can tell us as well. All right, so 222-8255-612-8255, toll-free North Americans, 866-525-1099. Mm -hmm. All right, let's see. Any more hits here? We got Carol Guevara. What go on, Carol? Carol says no. All right, Carol. Thank you so much. All right, let's get those calls coming at two minutes again. So do you think protests, including burning of debris and marches, are effective in addressing issues in Trinidad and Tobago? Mm -hmm. If in case you're wondering why we are asking that poll, because yesterday there were protests in Marval, Maracas Bay, La Filette, Blanchichers, mm -hmm. Maruga, and Barakpur. Mm -hmm. For varying reasons, some of them road conditions, some are police killing. Um, so but they will protest around among all these areas. Um, so do you think that protests, including burning of debris and marches, are effective in addressing issues in Trinidad and Tobago? Yeah. All right. So that's let's, our poll this morning. Let's grab this call. Good morning. 
Hello, Steve Frank from Port St. Lucie. Hey, Frank, how you doing? I'm doing great. Lovely. No. No. All right. Frank out in Port St. Lucie, where it's 26 degrees. Partly cloudy this morning. Uh, Mr. Beeps, definitely no to the poll. Piggy Lou is in the house. Good morning, Piggy Lou. No. CJ out in New York. No. All right. Uh, yeah. All right, you got a minute again. One more minute. Again, we're asking you this morning, do you think protests, including lighting of fires and putting a pirog in the road, and are effective in addressing issues in Trinidad and Tobago? That's our poll. Let me just check online what we're saying here. Um, so far online, we got a lot of yeses. We got 83% saying yes. That's online only. Of course, our poll will stay up online until tomorrow morning when I give you the final results. All right, so 222-8255-612-8255 and toll-free North Americans, 866-525-1099. All right, that's our number directly into our studio. Let's see, any more hits here? Launch Park, unfortunately, yes. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Hmm. All right. As we hear, a lot of these villages that um, that were like Maracas Bay, La Filet, Blanchichers, they're all seaside villages. In case of people listening who are not aware yeah. of these North Coast villages, and it always, I always wonder why it is. I don't know why I'm bothering to wonder and waste my mental energy, but why? each village doesn't have its own look that's coordinated and because all of these villages should be very picturesque very pretty because the surrounding landscape is absolutely gorgeous and beautiful and there should be an accent to that but just like everywhere in Trinidad and Tobago you have unplanned development you have all manner of buildings that are just allowed to go up, and there is no overarching view of how this village should look, uh, or, or what are we working towards in terms of the picturesqueness of these various villages. Nobody has an overarching vision for that. We don't have it for our major cities, so far less. Well, maybe we have it for Port of Spain. They just haven't implemented it, so it probably takes like 50 years to implement So I don't know. But each town and village should have something like that. Yeah. That you have a plan of how this looks in five years, and it should be about aesthetic development, having a particular look of how you want it to be done, and bring experts in planning and stuff to do those things. Yeah. Because it matters. Where people live matters, and how they live matters. All right. And More then you, would have, you wouldn't have things like this. That people have to burn debris to fix a road or burn debris because their, their quality of life is compromised, in their opinion, because of whatever services they're not getting. Yeah. All right. Finally, before we into news, Mo Gaines out in Aruka says, sad to say, but yes to the poll. Miss Ingrid, uh, absolutely not. And... Uh, 
All right, that's it. This is the Power Breakfast Show podcast series. Podcast series. Remember, like, share, and subscribe. Power 102 Digital.